your organization pivoting in this time of social, economic, and health crisis? While this might be strategic for you and your organization, you definitely don't want to make this mistake. So hang in there and listen right till the end of this episode because I have something really important to share with you. For those of you who are new here, welcome to Meet My Potential Podcast where we bring to you insights to inspire you and to ignite your potential. This is your host Deepa Natarajan, that Indian girl from Toulouse in France. And today we're going to talk about an important pitfall to watch out if you pivot in this pandemic. Well, I know the competition is extremely high and so many businesses are losing their revenues and many people are losing their jobs. So to pivot has almost become essential for many, many businesses. For instance, if you see Spotify, Spotify is one of those companies that responded very quickly to the lack of advertisements by offering original content. They signed up exclusively podcast deals with celebrities and started to curate playlists. And the platform actually saw artists and users upload more than like 150,000 podcasts in just one month. Like, how quick were they to turn around? And then I see restaurants, like many restaurant owners are struggling to keep alive and they're finding it hard to pay their rent. Two weeks back, I was in Spain and in this small little village, the coast, and some of my favorite restaurants had been shut down because they just couldn't afford to pay their rent. While some others that I see around in my neighborhood have completely shifted their model and have started home delivery and even are signing up people for monthly delivery orders. So you see, while yes, many people are losing their businesses, there are also some who are really pushing hard and trying hard to innovate and to reinvent themselves. And then I see in the farmer's market where I've been going to for the last 10 years, every Sunday, it's kind of become a religion for me to go there. And every Sunday I used to go there, and I still do actually, there are this queues of people, not so many, but there's still quite a bit of crowd and queue and pick up fresh vegetables on a Sunday. And it's great to do that. And now with this pandemic, they have launched a service where we can just order what we want by SMS. They keep the package ready. And so what happens now is they're actually serving more people than before. So let's not forget. Now, when you look at these three cases, or when you look at any other business cases, pivoting requires investment in informational technology, pivoting requires marketing, and pivoting does require logistics. So if we put these things in place, well, it could prove out to be pretty, pretty profitable over the long run if the trend in the short run gains momentum. But the question I want to address here in this episode today is, why do some companies pivot successfully and what do we really, really need to be worried about? Like, what do we need to be cautious about? Like, what's that pitfall that we shouldn't fall into? I think mindset is one of the biggest game changers. Mindset has been one of the biggest game changers for a whole lot of things. But especially if you're pivoting, mindset is one of the biggest game changers. I say that because I see two kind of leaders in my coaching sessions in the recent months. The first kind of leaders are people who are gripped by fear. And how do I make out the difference whether a leader who's coming into a coaching session is gripped by fear or not? I have a very simple measurement criteria. Like I started to note down the words and vocabulary that people use. And I see that people who are gripped by fear used words like COVID, 
it's difficult, it's hard. This will pass, but it's not easy. You see the problems that we have. And they use these kind of words at least four to five times more than people who are not gripped by fear. So what does fear actually do? Well, fear does not help us to think clearly. Fear does not help us to actually see the forest. Fear brings our focus and attention to all the negative things of what can go wrong. And so when our attention is focused on all the negative things of what can go wrong, energy is actually spent in avoiding the problems than in actually foreseeing a future and creating new trends. So fear strips us of the ability to actually quickly respond and not worry about what will be the impact of my action. Like we need to have that ability in moments of crisis to act with full permission and also take responsibility for the impact that we have. But if we keep worrying about the impact that we have and don't act, we end up being stuck and we end up actually being frozen. So I see fear-driven leaders kind of actually freezing and waiting for the pandemic to be over, kind of being in denial of what's happening and also saying, this will pass, we will go back to the normal. But what's the normal we'll go back to? We don't know. The question is, what is actually running you? Is your fear running you? And if your fear is running you, then how does that inhibit you from getting into action and actually responding to the crisis, the economic, the social, and the health crisis that we are actually currently facing? Now, the second kind of leaders that I see are, (laughs) you can guess, people who are reinventing themselves. So people who are reinventing themselves are actually gaining momentum in this new direction because they've taken the steps to actually pivot their business. The question you might ask, Deepa, what do they do differently to make sure that they have the right mindset? Like, what is that mindset, right? Like, what are those things that are needed and what do we actually need to avoid? So I've seen in the last few months, there are two essential things that really make a difference that helps you to actually have the right mindset to pivot. The first one is they use their intuition. The second, they have a mindfulness practice. Now, why is this so important now? We know that mindfulness is important and we know that it's actually sometimes good to tap into our intuition, but why is it becoming more important right now? Well, because we're in this phase, in this period of time where we don't have too much data. Like we've never lived this pandemic before. We've never seen something like this before. So getting in touch with our intuition has become a valuable source of energy. So that's the first thing. The second is we need mindfulness practices like taking a walk in the nature, meditation, or even prayer, or something that provides a context where the trail of thoughts that you have in your mind are able to slow down. Like I say that because a mind is like a crystal ball. So, you know, you've seen these crystal balls which have uh, like a chateau or a castle inside and with snowflakes in it. So when our mind is agitated, our thoughts are like those snowflakes going in all different directions. And when our mind is calm, just like the crystal ball, the snowflakes settle at the bottom And we start to see our chateau, we start to see our castle, we start to see things clearly. So allowing our mind to actually rest through mindfulness practices allows us actually to see things clearly. And that allows us to cut through the noise of the inner voice. 
We all have an inner voice. Now, don't ever believe that people are so strong that no one has an inner voice. We all have an inner voice, but what's different is the percentage of time the inner voice is active. So if you take a high performer, the percentage of time the inner voice is active is much lesser compared to someone who's struggling hard. So taming our inner voice through mindfulness Allowing our thoughts to actually slow down allows us to see things clearly because there is a lot of emotional distress. Now let's admit it, when there is a crisis, we are disturbed emotionally and this creates anxiety in us. It's normal, we're all human. So these mindfulness techniques allow the emotional distress to actually settle. We start to act from a place of calmness. I like Gandhi's quote a lot. (laughs) It's so true. It goes like this. There's so much to do today that I need to meditate for two hours instead of one. So I'm aware that there is a lot to be done, especially if you decide to pivot your business, uh, because you want to act strategically, quickly, and you want to launch your product or your services in time. And I see myself doing that. The thing is, you want to act quickly and put your product or your services out in the market before your cash runs out. That's kind of the reality for many businesses. But what we forget to do is we get so lost in being action-oriented that we forget to take rest. If you're like me, you might see that there are so many benefits to being action-oriented. We get things done, we raise the bar, and we actually empower ourselves because as we get things done, it gives us more confidence and we so therefore we feel empowered. But then we try to push ourselves to be more and more action-oriented, hoping and believing that if we are more action-oriented, then we'll actually get more of those benefits. But in fact, that's pretty reverse. So the more you become action-oriented beyond a certain point, it actually leads to fatigue, leads to exhaustion, and being so task-focused somehow disconnects us of our connections and of our relationships that we hold. So while being action-oriented has its benefits, it definitely does have its pitfalls. I can tell you about myself. I was so engrossed in my work and so determined to meet the deadline that I had set for myself that I found myself working for 10 days at a stretch, exactly 10 days at a stretch, only to find myself severely exhausted and fatigued and physically completely tired. While I had not been running or doing lots of physical exercise, I don't understand. And of course, my doctor also didn't understand why I was so fatigued. And recovering from that level of fatigue takes time. And neuroscience research has actually shown us that our brain needs free time to process new information and turn it into something more permanent. But then you and I might think that why waste time doing nothing when we can actually be doing something fun and productive and creative and interesting? Well, as long as I'm occupying my mind with something which is of high quality content and which is stimulating, like what's the harm? The thing is, our brains are learning a new way to adapt a new way to adapt to the situation of how things are today and a new way of implementing your new strategy. And so your brain needs more rest, just like how Gandhi said, I have so much to do today. I need to meditate for two hours instead of one. So there's so much to do today in your business that it's time to incorporate more stillness, more meditation, more mindfulness than ever before. So let's recap. Pivot requires Investment in information technology, pivot requires marketing, and pivot requires logistics. And as much as pivot requires these three elements, pivot equally 
requires our brains to rest and requires us to connect ourselves to a higher source of energy like nature so that we can be in a different frame of mind, be in a different context. And from that place of calmness, we can actually tap into our intuition. Ever had one of those moments where you got the best ideas when you took your car, you're driving down for two hours and suddenly, whoops, a brilliant idea comes to your mind. Or ever had the feeling you're sitting on a beach or you're walking, you're trekking somewhere and a brilliant idea comes to you about work or ever been in a shovel and had a great idea. So you see, like we need to rest our brains and find ourselves in a new frame of mind, in a new context, in a new perspective, so that we can take distance from our work. We can take distance from our constant running activities and have a different point of view. And from that vantage view, we can actually see things clearly. And from that place, tap into intuition and act more strategically and more efficiently. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I look forward to hearing your comments. What do you think about this? What are you experiencing? Did you experience exhaustion and fatigue like me? How did you overcome that? I'd love to hear your responses. So do write to me at deepa at meetmypotential.com. That's D-W-E-P-A at meetmypotential.com. I look forward to talking to you again in two weeks time. And until then, enjoy the summer and stay cool.